How's it going, Gord? Hi, Adams. Good to see you again. It's good to see you. We've too. been apart for a little while. Yeah, but we've we've both had a little bit of uh, rest and relaxation. A little, a little. Well, I'm not sure rest and relaxation, but a little bit of a break. A little bit of a break. And yeah. if uh, a change is as good as a rest, then maybe. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. So tell me, um, you were on a little bit of a break, right? So yeah, we took uh, five days and went down to Cape Breton. That's where my father is. He's yeah. He had a serious heart attack in February, and so he is—he's um, struggling with his health. Yeah. So we went down and uh, camped in the area. Nice. And visited with him every day. Very nice. Now, when you say camp, like I'm trying to picture like you and Rosalie. Tenting. Really? Oh yeah. Nice. I'm yeah. impressed. I'm impressed. We went down to Mech a number of years ago and yeah. got a tent called a Big Agnes. Diamond Six. Oh wow! Okay. It's uh, considered a three-season tent. Yeah. Uh, as in, you can't blow it over. Right. <laughs> and uh, uh, probably, if you had the right bedding, you could go for four season in it. Okay. Yeah. So it's a sturdy tent. We've used it a number of times. Mm -hmm. We've used it in all kinds of weather. Yeah. And the only time I don't like it is when the weather is really hot because it turns it into an oven. Oh yeah. Yeah, would that be his, um, your son Josh and I, we both have the same tents that we used for tree planting years yes. ago. Would it be bigger than that one? Or yes, longer. Longer, okay. Yeah. Um, I can almost completely stand up in it oh, at, wow. at one point. Right. Not in the whole tent. Yeah. But there's enough for us, and here's what makes it work for us. We use a queen-sized blow-up air oh, mattress. Yeah. And it works. And it fits in with room at the top for our gear, right? And that kind of thing. So, so that's that's what kind of uh, bit Katie and I in the butt. Where um, you know, I bought that tent to go tree planting, which yeah. for a single person, I, I think it's listed as a four man. But anyone who's ever bought a tent before, you know yeah, you know, they're generous with their uh, absolutely they season. are. But for one person, tree planting, it was amazing. Absolutely. Yeah, great. sure. And I would say even for two people, it's really good. Um, but uh, Katie and I went out. I think we just randomly at Canadian Tire one day, and we saw that there was a sale for a blow-up air mattress, and it it blew up on its own. Like it's got the motor inside. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. Oh, it's just great. But it's a queen. <laughs> That's the one we have. Oh, okay, yeah. So so you plug it in, and away you yeah, go. Yeah, and away you go. So we love it. It's great, but it takes up the entire tent. <laughs> yeah. So. so this takes the entire tent widthwise, right. but lengthwise we have probably four feet. Oh, okay, nice. Let's keep your stuff. Keep your gear in. Yeah. Out of the weather. Yeah. We haven't tried it where, because Caitlin and I have a dog named Teddy, and we haven't tried tenting with Teddy yet, so that might be a little interesting. Yeah, that'll be a challenge. <laughs> But yeah, so you were down in Cape Breton and... Yeah, visited Dad, took uh, our daughter and granddaughters uh, to a beach that I grew up swimming at. Okay. And so nice. I was able to get in the water and snorkel. Oh, very nice. Yeah. And uh, one of our granddaughters has her own set of goggles now, and so she's playing with underwater and... Oh, fun. Yeah, very so fun. all very good. And then I had a couple of... Uh, meals with the extended family. That is, okay. my sister and her husband, 
and her two boys, and uh, one of the boys has a girlfriend who I think is, yeah, never mind. I was going <laughs> to say soon, soon to be a fiancé, but I would not be surprised. So it was it was good family gathering, and I think awesome. good good medicine for my father to have us all around and laughing and teasing and Very yeah. Good. So it it was a great visit. Oh yeah, no, it's good. That's yeah, good. yeah. We uh, we've been doing some. Um, have you ever been up to? I think it's called White Rock, and it's in Hillsboro. Yeah, that area. So there's a bunch of trails back there. Yeah, lots of guys who will do like mountain biking and stuff. Uh, but we've been taking our dog out there because we've been I've been training him to do some off leash stuff. Okay. And so just so let him run. Yeah. He's really funny though because he'll he'll run ten twenty feet up ahead of us and then he just sort of stops and looks turn around and, and looks back. Like, Are you guys coming? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, so we've been training him that, and it's just nice a because you can actually do the off leash. But there's hardly anyone that goes there. Like when yeah. we're going on those trails, it's very similar to Fundy trails, but a little more rustic. That's what I was Yeah, saying. they are rustic. And, yeah. Uh, but hey, it's free, so and it's close, right? It's maybe like yeah. 20 minutes out. Uh, so we've been doing that a few times, but then Caitlin and I decided to make the make the trip out to Fundy because we hadn't been uh, for the summer. So we went out and we did a we did, we didn't bring the dog this time, but we uh, we went out, did a few trails, and I'm feeling it in the legs right now. But of course, yeah. But it's funny, eh? Um, I was listening to, um, uh, was I reading or listening? Anyways, they were talking about uh, extroverts and introverts, and, and they were saying how extroverts get their power from the people, and then they made a joke and said, introverts get their power from the trees. <laughs> yeah, there you are. And it just kind of made me think uh, back to even our subject um, a little bit about what we're talking about today, you know, yep. this idea of Sabbath, of slowing down but this is an interesting subject because we paired it with simplicity yeah we put two together um, <clears throat> now I, I like the pairing because we as Christians are tasked with a stewardship now funny stewardship is the next week yeah yeah but we're tasked with the responsibility of using two things wisely right our time and our money. Yeah. And the thing about it is these are two things that if we if we conduct ourselves wisely with them mm. have the real potential to make real substantive change in our lives. Yeah. This can really change things for us. Oh yeah. Yeah. So when when you talk about, you know, I ripped off Andy Stanley uh, he was, I think the talk was at the Leadership Summit, okay. maybe, Yeah. where he says, we're given two things, a little of this, and he held up a watch, meaning time, mm. and a little of this, and he held up a $20 bill, Yeah. meaning our money or our stuff. And so we paired them for this particular message, Yeah. because it makes a difference how you deal with both of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I'm almost wondering, Gord, just even if you can, just maybe give a little bit of a 30,000-foot view. Um. Yeah, uh, first, the scripture, we'll, we'll talk about simplicity first. The scripture yeah. is not at all ambiguous about stuff. Right. He tells us not to be anxious about stuff. <clears throat> he tells us to sell our possessions and give to the needy. Mm -hmm. uh, he says... 
be on guard against covetousness. Yeah. Everybody looking at stuff and wishing they had somebody else's stuff or they had mm -hmm. more stuff or different stuff. Oh, yeah. So, it, Jesus is pretty clear on that. And the truth of the matter is, mammon is the only God that Jesus called out by name, the God of money. Yeah. He says you cannot serve God and mammon or money. Mm. It's not that you should not. Mm -hmm or try not to, he says you can't do both. Mm. Which would tell me that if you think you can, you're deceived. Right, yeah. So then Richard Foster, uh, I, I talked about Richard Foster because in this, he says the society around us can create expectations for mm. us. Mm -hmm. John Mark Comer does the same thing. Mm. Yeah. In, uh, in the Ruthless Elimination of Hurry, uh, in the chapter on simplicity, he makes the exact same... It's like almost the exact same argument, right? Yes, yeah. it, it, that if the society around creates expectations for us, and we begin to buy into the expectations, mm. we're in trouble. And Foster puts it this way, it is time to awaken to the fact that conformity to a sick society is to be sick. So if we're doing what society does, we're no different than they are. Right. And if we would call that sick or mis, uh, misplaced priorities, well, guess what? Then we're sick and we have misplaced priorities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I went to Matthew 6 and uh, he, he talks about, <clears throat> he uses some illustrations. Mm. You know, the birds of the air, they don't sow, they don't reap. Right. But the master looks after them, the lilies of the field, they don't toil or spin. Yeah. But Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. The point being that if God looks after the birds and the flowers, mm -hmm. then he'll look after us. Right. Because Jesus comes back to this sense that the thing that keeps most of us from living simply... Mm. is uh, anxiety. Okay, yeah. Um, and so Jesus is trying to free us from the anxiety of stuff. Right. So, then, simply made uh, a few observations. Acknowledge receive what we have as a gift right and you had and you actually had these in um, you had these sort of like the freedom from anxiety these were like three things you had right yeah so that first one was the receive what we have as a gift yes yeah then God knows what we have and what we don't right God knows what we have and what we don't and what we need and what we need yeah and uh, Jesus makes that quite quite plain and so then he, he he settles with what is really the start of answering the anxiety mm. which is um, uh, first things first 
Right. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all right. the rest will be given to you. Kingdom-mindedness puts us in the right posture where stuff is concerned. Right. So he's four different times he talks about do not be anxious, do not be anxious, do not be anxious. And the key is to put the kingdom first. Right. Kingdom-mindedness first. Would, so, you say, would you say, Gord, that like you think having someone... So you within... How many years ago was it that you and Rosalie moved? 20 years ago this month. Oh, but then... So oh, you mean... you mean Recently, to, yeah. Like you moved oh, home, just you, moved homes? Yeah. Last November. Last November. Now, I've always... So I have a funny little hobby where I like to turn on the the realtor app and I see who what's for sale around the neighborhoods. Yep. And then what's neat is you can kind of see into some people's homes and then it sounds I sound creepy when I say that. But but what's what I find interesting is like sometimes you see pictures where they haven't staged the home at all and you, and you're like, "Oh my goodness, they have so much stuff." And it's almost like I get like a judgmental thing, but then I start to look around my own. Look house. around your own house. <laughs> and I was just thinking, like, was that a was that a funny realization for you and Rosalie as you were starting to pack up? Where you're like, oh, listen, listen, we got brutalized <laughs> twice. I'll tell you about the first brutalization. Okay. We had lived in Tamarack, and people just just humor me. We had three kids who are now grown. Yeah. This house had five bedrooms, yeah. one of which was a guest room in the basement with its own ensuite, and we hosted a lot of people, oh, yeah. Yeah. including you, Adams, with included. a couple of buddies. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so everybody had their own bedroom. Mm -hmm. The three kids shared a bathroom. We had our own bathroom. And then the kids, two of them got married. Yeah. One of them moved to China. Yeah. It was Rosalie and I in this five-bedroom, three-and-a-half-bath, two-car garage. Yeah. Ugh, it was just too much. Place. Way too much. So we went away on vacation, 40th anniversary trip. Yeah. Put it on the market. Sold in a day and a half. Right. <laughs> we came home and had to move out. Yeah. <laughs> like I say, we got brutalized. Right. We had no idea. Right. Listen, we sold stuff. We gave stuff away. Mm-hmm. We donated stuff. Yeah. We found people we knew who could use stuff. Mm. We gave it away cheap. Yeah. Like donated to the churchyard sale. Oh yeah. Like and by the way, the churchyard sale is not meant to raise funds for our ministry here. No, no, no. We do that every couple of years and we give all of the money to a ministry partner mm. in the area. Yeah. Always. Always. Yep. So like, okay, so then we couldn't find a place to buy. We had to rent. Mm. We went from a five-bedroom home to a three-bedroom townhouse. Right. Yeah. With no garage. With no garage, yeah. So then we get done with that, and we found the spot we're in now. Mm. But it is three bedrooms mm -hmm. with a garage, but no basement. Right. So we got brutalized again. <laughs> and we've been giving stuff away. Oh yeah. We sold stuff. Yeah. And the reason the reason I bring that up, Gord, is because I think myself included, 
I think a lot of us can sometimes hear this subject matter on stuff for simplicity. And we can kind of nod our head and be like, oh, that's, that's a good yeah, idea. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's, it's not an issue that I have. Yeah, it's not an issue for me. But then, yeah, it's like you, and maybe it's moving, maybe it's just kind of having our, having the glasses taken off of our face to actually look around and realize, oh my goodness. Well, the other day I was out in our garage, we were getting ready to do our camping thing, so I was <laughs> pulling out all the camping stuff. And I realized when we lived in that big house on Tamarack, I used to decorate for Christmas. Right, okay. And I'm talking about around the garage doors, oh, around yeah. the, the, the main door, around the windows, the bushes out front, like I... <laughs> and now we're in this semi-detached townhome, mm. and we're probably just going to do simple strings of white lights. Yeah. And I realize I have box after box of colored Christmas lights. Right, right. Why are they in my garage? Yeah. These things got to go. Mm. But if you'd asked me, I would have said, no, nah, no, nah, it's just a few Christmas things. It's, it's, right. Six boxes worth. Oh, yeah. You kidding me? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I, I think we lull ourselves. Mm-hmm into thinking we live simply. Right. Yeah. We don't. No, no, no. Yeah. We are, as we've talked about, by the world's estimation, rich people mm -hmm. who do not live simply. Right. Yeah. So between now and fall, I've got to get rid of a bunch of Christmas decorations. <laughs> I'll hold you accountable to it. Yeah. So, which leads By the us way, you need some Christmas decorations? <laughs> Actually, I'm not sure. But, so, yeah, I think that there's that one idea of A, being made aware, and maybe it's stuff, maybe it's living simply, maybe it's like a lot of us just are not aware of it, but then there's that next step, um, which you even led us into, it's that steps towards simplicity. It's yep. the one thing realizing it, but then it's the next... Acting on it. Acting on it. It's yeah. the other thing. So, I, I just gave three. Here they are. One, buy things for their usefulness, not their prestige. Yeah. My wife right now has a phone that is a piece of junk. <laughs> It was sent to her by the phone company because they were no longer going to support the very old phone she had. Right, okay. But the thing is a piece of junk. They don't even sell it anymore. Mm. So we need to get her an iPhone. Okay. So then we were talking through iPhones. And she said, what do you have? And I said, an iPhone 6S. Well, what are they now, at, at 11? Yeah, they're at 11. They're at 11 now? Yeah. <laughs> So she starts talking about what phone should I have? Well, dear, you wouldn't do anything more with your iPhone than I do with mine. Right. And I have a success, mm. and there's stuff I don't use. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right? So then, why chase right. the 11? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's in, in so many of us. And I'm not judging. I'm, oh, just, no, no, no. I'm just saying. Yeah. If it's the prestige of that, right. I knew men who used to update their cars every two years. Right. 
whether they needed it or not. Right. Listen, I, I don't want to be pictured as we're doing it all right. We're oh, no, not. No, no, no. We're not. I drive an 01. My wife drives an 04. Mm. This coming year, my SUV, which is a quality SUV, oh, yeah. still starts every day, takes me everywhere I want to go, yeah. will be 20 years old. Yeah. Yikes! What what's the official like antique stamp? Yeah, like how old? I think it's twenty five. Yeah, I'm not what, sure. That's what I was gonna say. Like, do I drive it till it's an antique, <laughs> and then sell it for big money? <laughs> <laughs> no, but the the thing is, for us, it's about usefulness, right? Not prestige. Yeah. So I think we've got to be careful with our. Oh yeah. Trendy clothes, oh, for sure. our trendy vehicles, yeah. our trendy toys, mm -hmm. and I am not in any way judging anyone on anything they do. I'm just saying, no, no, no. these are some of the things we do mm. where we could live more simply, easily. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just step one. That's just step one. <laughs> step two, reject anything that's producing an addiction in you. Yeah, now this is this is a tough one of like self realization, right? Like Oh. Yeah. <laughs> How many minutes a day are you averaging on your cell phone? Oh yeah, I don't it's <laughs> Yeah, 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 right? Like it starts to metal. Oh yeah. But it can and then, and then it's worse. Have you seen how now it'll give you a time frame of how many minutes you're spending on your phone? Yeah. Then it also will break down. It'll show you uh, X amount is on social media, X yeah, amount yeah. is on productivity. And I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> right. They're really watching. Oh, yeah. And then the third thing was develop a habit of giving things away. Mm. When we first moved out of Tamarack, mm. I, well, I had two desks. One was an oak roll-top desk mm. that my father made for me. Oh, wow. Which is functionally the workspace is too small. Right. But that's where I do my writing. Yeah. All of my writing is there. But I had this other desk, mm. which was a gorgeous, big oak desk. Mm -hmm. Plenty of space to, to spread out. Mm -hmm. Couldn't take them both. Right. We gave the the big oak one right. away. Yeah. It's the closest I came to crying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But we gave it away. No, yeah. And you know what? I'm okay. No, you're still writing. <laughs> I'm still writing. Yeah. And uh, so that that whole thing, that that simplicity. And those kinds of things, when I'm going to buy something, do, do I want this because it'll be useful to me? Mm. Like I remember years ago, uh, when we were still in Ottawa, driving by uh, a billboard, mm -hmm. and there was a picture of an Infinity. Okay. And I think it was a Q30, which is a gorgeous... Cream of the crop. Yeah, but at the time, mm. $70,000. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's 20 years ago. Yeah. And two words on the bottom. Start 
rationalizing. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, yeah. Start giving us all the reasons that you need a Q30. Yeah. We can rationalize ourselves into stuff. But, oh, for sure. But simplicity really does have a freedom to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Someone says, your sneakers are getting old. Yeah, no holes in them yet, though. No, that's true. Yeah. So that's $140 saved. Yeah, well, it's funny. And don't tell me you can get sneakers for 30 because you can't. No, not, yeah. not good walking, running sneakers. No, yeah. It's interesting, too, that um, we paired the conversation of simplicity with the conversation of Sabbath because I find a lot of simplicity, it starts with that self-realization. It starts with that being revealed to what maybe is... is plaguing your own life and we may not be aware of it and yeah. but some of those things can be revealed <clears throat> to us in Sabbath. Yes. I love John Mark Comer. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Is it alright? It's not really a bromance because he has no idea who I am. <laughs> Is it alright to have a crush yeah. theologically? I think it's I think we're at a crush level right now. Yeah we're at a crush he level. He doesn't know who we are. He doesn't know who we are. But it's a crush level uh, theologically. Yes. Yeah. I don't even know him as a person, so don't anyone get anything sick or twisted <laughs> in there. I just love where he's coming from theologically. Yeah. Yeah. I love that he uses some of the words that we've been using around here mm -hmm. for years. Yeah. And I mean, it's like for those people who will be like, oh, it's a little weird to, like, you, you have to understand that sometimes. Um, for us in in church leadership, we can get we can kind of be felt, um, and we're, we're trying to put things into words, and, and we we have a feeling type thing, and we read scripture a certain way, and we study a certain way, and we're trying to get that into words, and then all of a sudden, when someone else is able to put that into words for the same way that we've been thinking, that's kind of why we, oh. we celebrate it, right? Oh, yeah, and, and it's it's wonderful. When I, when I hear him talk about Sabbath, mm. th this question haunts me. Mm. When is the last time you were tired mm -hmm. and just went and had a nap right, yeah. and didn't feel guilty about it? Exactly. Because you're doing exactly what God wants you to do in that moment. Right. That's the whole Sabbath principle. It's the rhythm. Is that you, you can't continue to go uh, pell-mell, full tilt. Anyone who's ever tried to run down a hill will figure out very quickly that mm. it's the easiest thing in the world to overrun. Right, right. And pretty soon, your feet will not carry up, will will not catch up with the momentum of the rest of your body, and you will fall. You will fall. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I love how he captures that, and he says, "So, Sabbath, running up to Sabbath, we do all of our preparations. We, and by the way, if you have not read." The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. Yeah. That's my first recommendation. Right. My second recommendation is also by John Mark Comer and covers some of the same material right. and some new material. It's called Garden City. Yeah. And I would say read one of those. Mm. 
uh, I would probably say uh, Garden City first, yeah, because it kind of introduces you to the whole. So some some more of the like background theology. The background stuff. theology, it's so sound. It yeah. is so sound. It's biblical. Mm. It's and also, a, don't get intimidated. Like when we're when we're saying some of these big words, he's. He's challenging to read, but he's also, it's not, it's not thick academic language. No, he, because his idea is to try to communicate these things to mm. us. It's, it's not to overwhelm, and it's certainly not to demonstrate how big and important and, and oh, no. learned and all that he is, because he goes the other way on this. Yeah. So I would say, if you haven't read Garden City, get Garden City mm. and read it. Yeah. Follow that right up. Mm -hmm. with the ruthless elimination of hurry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Garden City will kind of gently open the door. Yeah. A crack. Yeah. Yeah. And then ruthless elimination of hurry puts a boot in the middle of the door and throws <laughs> it wide open. Yes, I agree. I agree. So, so do those. Mm. Amazing reading. Yeah. I did a series of recommendations of books and I hadn't read Garden City yet. Right, yeah. But going back, Garden City would have made the it list. It would have made the list, yeah. But Ruthless Elimination of Hurry did. Yeah. So, most people know inherently, and I think because God put it in us, that Sabbath is supposed to be there. Mm -hmm. At least Sabbath rhythm. Yeah. A bit of a slow down, a quiet. Mm -hmm. We want to watch the sunrise with a cup of coffee. Right. We want to have a nap without feeling guilty. Right. We want to have the picture-perfect picnic at the beach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We really do. We want to sit by the campfire and make s'mores. Mm. <laughs> we want to spend a rainy day reading, and when we get tired, having a nap. That's, that's... Ask people. Right. Nine out of ten, forty-nine out of fifty. Yeah, we'll say I, I'd I'd love to do that. In fact, we do some of that on our summer holidays. Yet we live this running down the hill life. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. When God says Sabbath, Shabbat, mm -hmm. which literally means stop. Right. Yeah. Stop. It's commanded many times. And Jesus tells uh, the religious leaders, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. Mm -hmm. Sabbath starts with God. He was the one who rested on the seventh day. Mm -hmm. Then he commands us to rest on the seventh day. Then not only to rest, but to enjoy. Mm -hmm. And um, it's a discipline. Oh yeah. Because we're running downhill. Yeah. Do you find, Gord? I've, I've had this chat with a lot of people, and um, is there a difference in your mind between Sabbath and a day off? Huge. Yeah. And it's all about the intention of it. Right. See, if I get a day off, you know what I do in a day off, Adams? 
I'm, I'm assuming if you're anything like me, you might do the things you didn't get to do throughout the week. Maybe yep. the chores you missed or the it, errands. It's all that. It's a whole list. I, I leave the house at 9 o'clock in the morning, sometimes earlier if mm. I'm going to Costco. Oh, yeah. And I have a list of places I need to go and things I need to pick up mm -hmm. and bills I need to pay. Yeah. And I get back maybe in time for lunch, maybe not. Yeah. And then I've got some stuff around the house. That's what a day off does. Right. That is not Sabbath. Right. But how do we... Like, I agree. But it's like, man, it can be challenging. Because you go... Well, that's where the discipline of it comes in. Exactly. Is to just say, you know what? God told me to stop. So mm. guess what I'm going to do? Mm. I want to stop. Yeah. Walter Brueggemann mm -hmm. is this wonderful Old Testament teacher. Mm. Get hold of his commentary on Exodus. Oh, yeah. That alone. And, and don't expect it to be an easy read because no, no, he's no. a student of the scripture and he's going to take you through some stuff. But he would say, and Heschel, in Garden City, um, uh, Comer mm -hmm. lists uh, Abraham Joshua Heschel okay. and his book on Sabbath right. <laughs> as a book that he reads sections of just mm -hmm. to be reminded. Right. So, it's just about God building in this break. Mm -hmm. But anyway, Brueggemann says, people, now he, I don't know if he got it somewhere else or what, but people who take Sabbath live the other six days of the week differently. Hmm. Yeah. So it's not just that day. Right. What if, because what I'm going to pitch a what if. Okay, yeah. What if you take the Sabbath and you take it off and you worship and you eat good food mm -hmm. and you take a walk or you go for a swim. Yeah. Or you lay by the beach, lay on the beach by the water. Mm-hmm. And then take a swim. <laughs> Whatever it is you do, if you do that, and you come to Sunday night, and you go, oh, that was nice. Oh, yeah. You wake up differently Monday morning. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Rather than stuffing Sunday full of all kinds of things that needed to get done, mm. you wake up Monday as if it was Tuesday. Right. Yeah. But what if you get rested? What if you get your tank filled up a little? Mm. Don't you approach the, the other six days? Oh, yeah, for sure. Differently? Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think what's hard for some people, I know myself included, is, is really what this means is disrupting at first disrupting the already busy rhythm that we found ourselves in and that we've gotten used to. Yeah. And so it's like if, if you can take that first step of sort of shuffling it up a bit, then like you said, those other six days 
they're going to look very different. Even if you had a plan for the first few Sabbaths, mm. and you agreed together in your family what you're going to do and what you're not. Yeah. We're not going to go shopping. We're not going to mow the grass. Right. We're not going to weed. We're not going to clean out the garage. Right. We're not going to do any of that stuff. What we're going to do is the stuff that puts stuff back in the tank. Mm. And we're going to do it slowly. Mm. We're going to do it simply. We're going to do it quietly. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. So, a few years ago, there was a man in our church had a little red Miata convertible. Oh, okay. And he came to me one Sunday. It was a beautiful, sunny Sunday. And he says, you know, if you and Rosalie would like to take the car out for a run, you can. So we did. We put the top down and we drove out to the shore. Huh. And we drove along the shore. Oh, yeah. Sun beating down on us, but the wind coming off the water. Mm. Beautiful views. Yeah. We stopped a place or two and just watched the water. We got out to the shore, uh, up, up the shore a piece, Buktush, mm. I think, and we. Uh, pulled off and got some seafood. Yeah. And then we drove home and reluctantly returned that car. <laughs> yeah. What a day. Yeah. But you don't have to borrow a convertible no, yeah. to have a relaxing day. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. And when when the rush stops there's something else that tends to happen with us. Now we have room to talk to and listen to God. Mm -hmm. Yeah. God says, remember the Sabbath day. Yeah. So, when we take care of our money and when we take care of our time, mm -hmm. see, there's a faith step in it. Mm -hmm. Will God look after me if I handle my money the way I should? Right, yeah. That's the key question. That's mm -hmm. what Jesus pitched. Yep. Are you not much more than they? The Heavenly Father looks after them. He will look after you. Jesus is pretty clear on it. Mm -hmm. So if I put stuff in its place, mm. will God look after me? So then the second question. If I take time, will God enable me to get done in the rest of the week what it is I need to get done? Mm. Just a question. Just a question, yeah. But you got to answer that question. Right. No, no, he won't, so I need to stay busy. No, he won't, so I need to do all I can on every single day. Mm. No, he won't. Of course he will. Right. But the problem is we don't usually, we're not usually that upfront about it. Mm. We'll say, uh, well, I, I just I just want to 
I just want to get this done. Right. I'll feel better if I get this done. Huh. No, you'll feel better if you rest. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then, whatever it is that you may be trying to get done, you might be doing even better. Right? All week long, this is John Mark Comer, mm. all week long, we work, we play, we cook, we clean, we shop, we exercise, we answer text messages, we inhabit the modern world, but finally we hit a limit. On the Sabbath we slow down, more than that we come to a full stop. I had a teacher years ago, Adams. I was frustrated by some problems. I was going into the sciences. Okay. Uh, in fact, I was going to be a marine biologist. Mm -hmm. So I took chemistry, I took biology a couple of times, I took physics a couple of times, and particularly in physics, some of those problems, mm. once you realize the formula you need to use, mm -hmm. it's just math after that. Right. So, I went to my teacher one day, he was a good guy, great sense of humor. I said, listen, I, I didn't get this problem. I said, I worked on it, I thought about it, mm -hmm. I tried, it was two hours on this one problem, mm -hmm. and I never did get it solved. Hmm. So, I was a high school kid, and he says, Gordy? Here's what you do. When you come to those, read the problem through several times, get it clear in your head, mm. yeah, then go to bed. Hmm. And I'm like, what? Hmm. He says, did you understand? that your mind works when you're asleep? And I said, no. <laughs> I said, how come I'm not aware of it? Oh, he says, you're aware of it. He says, do you ever dream? Right, yeah. And I said, yeah. Interesting. He says, that's because your mind is, your brain is working while you're asleep. Right. And he said, get up just a little bit earlier and sit down with the problem and see what happens. Hmm. So here's what happens. Your mind works on the problem while you're asleep. Mm -hmm. And when you come back to it the next morning, it just spilled out onto the paper. Mm -hmm. I was amazed. It, w it, it was like I had found some secret door. <laughs> like all of a sudden it was... Yeah. I think there's something to the stopping. Mm -hmm. You can work and 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 work. Or you can do what God tells you, mm -hmm. which is to come to a full stop. Because mm -hmm. Sabbath is not just about stopping. Right. Comer points this out. It's also about the delight of the world. Mm -hmm. So go to a beach somewhere and set a campfire. Right, yeah, for sure. Don't forget the graham crackers, the marshmallows, and the chocolate. And the chocolate, yeah. <laughs> For the s'mores. Yeah. And just enjoy. Yeah. 
and come back to all of the problems mm. with a rested mind and a different mindset. Yeah. Like I think both the simplicity and the Sabbath are just so yeah. achingly practical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and when you put it that way, they they really do. You you start to see how they do work hand in hand. Oh yeah. yeah. Like if if I don't have to work for this big mortgage. Because I bought a house that was too big, mm. and I don't feel any pressure to sell, 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 sell. Right. 20 hours of overtime a week mm. to get the extra money. Simplicity and Sabbath. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting too because really, then this, a lot of this, what we were even talking about today ties into money, which then ties into our next subject. Which is stewardship. <laughs> which, uh, yeah, we'll be, we'll be coming I, back I, to that. I, I, te- I was tempted to put all three in, because yeah. <laughs> those two and how we handle them is really a stewardship. Mm. But we're going to come back to stewardship as a concept next time. Yeah, exactly. And uh, we'll look forward to that. And we'll get we'll get deeper into that and so I kind of apologize today because I feel like I've been preaching more. No, 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 no. No. Then uh, but however, I, I think it's important. I am I am laboring mm. to grow in these areas. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is not you know, even for those of us who have been studying this and researching this for years and trying to practice it, it's not something that you just become a master at overnight. It's Oh, heavens no. You know. And you've got guys like Richard Foster, mm. who was at it for, I don't know how many years, but he would say he wasn't a master at it. Right. You just get some learnings along the way, and you mm-hmm. get some wisdom, and wisdom is is practical and wisdom is livable and mm. wisdom is how you conduct yourself yeah and uh, while everyone is rushing around you you say no yeah. I'm just gonna chill yeah now if we can just get rid of that whole thought that stopping is laziness right that'll change it all that's why it's important to understand that when I take a nap on that afternoon, mm. I'm doing exactly what God wants me to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. I love it. I do too. <laughs> well, and I love too that ending point, that whole idea of, of leaning into wisdom, and then which leads us into that next idea is that we need God's wisdom when it comes to our money. And... Uh, and our time. And our time. And, uh, and there is always, always, always in this Adam's I I can't reiterate this enough. Mm. There's always a trust God moment in right. it. Will God really look after me? Right. Yes, He will. Yeah. Will He really, to use an overused expression of our day, mm. will He leverage my time? Mm. <laughs> If I take the time to stop and enjoy. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I wish I'd learned this when I was 25. <laughs> Life would have been so much easier. 
you go. Well, until the next one. Yep. We'll, we'll see you there. Thanks a million. Thanks for your patience. Oh, yeah. No. I well, love it, Gordon. I appreciate your fellowship in it. Yeah. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Yeah. We'll see you next time. Yep. Take care.